beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. I'm Laura Tremaine, and I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves, and the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. Each episode has a prompt or a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to a friend, or share on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Here is something I have not yet discussed publicly. For the last 18 months, I've been working with a business coach. And for a variety of reasons, I've mostly kept this working relationship private. One of those reasons that I kept it so private is that I didn't feel worthy of having a business coach at all, even though I have been writing and working on the internet for over a decade very seriously and treating it like a business, it still felt like a bridge too far to admit that I needed coaching in this area, that I was paying for coaching in this area. I don't know why I got so tangled in my head about it, but part of it was definitely a worthiness issue in thinking that my business was worthy of this investment. And the other part of it was feeling like I wasn't smart enough to handle my business on my own, like having to admit that I needed help with something that I had done solo for so long and wanted to be seen as competent in And here I was really needing a lot of help and coming to a crossroads in my business. But working with Retha, working with a business coach has helped me so much over the past year and a half. And I could not keep this relationship in the shadows any longer. So today's guest is none other than my business coach, Retha Nicole, a speaker and the creator of Sunday Planning, who also happens to be 
one of the people who have really transformed the way that I look at my own work in the last year. I wanted to have Retha here on the show because I have found so much value in working with her, and I think that she has wisdom that we can all glean from, regardless of whether we are running a small business or not, whatever we are doing in our lives that this conversation might pique our interest in. Retha and I talk about the three ways that she has seen me grow since working with her, and she shares five reasons that people need a business coach. We also talk about how we first started working together and why Retha doesn't think that your family or a specific monetary goal should always be the why in your business. Retha Nicole is an award-winning, professionally certified business coach and entrepreneur who has been helping solopreneurs like me to achieve business goals and take their life to the next level since 2014. She's married, she has two teenage boys, and she lives in Birmingham, Alabama. Rita has taught me so much, and I think that you will see just how special she is in this conversation. Rita, welcome to 10 Things to Tell You. Well, I'm very excited to be here. On so many levels, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here because I have been wanting to talk about our relationship publicly. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the reasons that I can't believe I'm actually here. It's been a big secret. It has not been a secret, but kind of. What I want to talk about in this episode is, like sort of all jokes aside, is that working with you in the last 18 months, it's been about a year and a half since we started working together with you as my business coach, has been a really important time in my business for a lot of reasons. And we'll talk in a second about why I wanted to start working with you and why it felt like, not a secret, you are not a secret, but why it felt to me like something I didn't want to talk about publicly, basically because I was struggling. And we'll get to that in a, in a minute. But this last year and a half, a lot has happened for me professionally. And a huge part of that has been alongside working with you. And so I just wanted listeners who might be curious about working with a business coach who might be feeling that they've like hit kind of the upper limit of what they can do themselves in their own work and like what working with someone can like how that can propel them forward. There's a few things that I just want to talk about that piece of it. Not because this is an infomercial for business coaches, (laughs) but because I think that like hiring someone to help us is not a thing that we like talk about very candidly. And so that's, that's why. 100%. Yeah. That's why I wanted to have this conversation. So before we get deep into our work together, will you just share with the audience a little bit about you and who you are, a little bit of your background? Yeah. So my name is Rita Nicole. I am a business and life coach. I'm a mom to three boys. I'm married to a man who is obsessed with golf, and that is a thing. So every day, I'm a girlfriend's girl. I try to tell people things besides my husband and my kids, but I'm a girlfriend's girl. I love being with my friends. I believe in that. I, too, stand on the soapbox of your husband is not your best friend. Usually what I say in my line of work is your husband and your kids cannot be your why. I know people love that and they hate that I say that because they're like, 
Oh, but I do. I wake up every day to do this for them. And that's a lie. I just don't believe that they can be that for you because there will come a day when you don't like them. I mean, you love them every day, but you may not like them. And so then you're just not going to work that day because you don't like your why. That's not real. <laughs> that's why I say that. So that's not real. So I love that Laura says that every time she says it, I go, yay. But I know there's like 20 people going boo. So, so I think that that's fine. I uh, started off coaching. Um, I just kind of walked into it, which is another thing that I say often is just walk, keep, just keep walking. That's a mantra for me, because I think if you just keep walking, you'll figure out your purpose. You'll, your life will be defined. But if you sit down and go, I'm going to sit here till I figure it out where you're just going to be sitting there. So I sold real estate for a lot of years and I did really well at it. And then in 2008, where I lived, the market took a turn, but I was already mentoring people because that's what it was called before there was the internet and social media and it was coaching. It was mentoring. You were a mentor. And so I was already mentoring and training. And when the market took a turn, I just fell into that on a deeper level. And then I just took a ton of classes to become certified in it in a lot of different ways. And I owned a couple of businesses then, and so I love business as a whole. And the industry of real estate that I was in, I thought that a lot of realtors were doing it wrong, treating it like a job, but then wanting it to call it a business. And so I just became really passionate about helping people really define business and all of that. And so I walked into it, essentially, and I've been doing it ever since. I've been a coach for a long time, but... It was before it was called a coach. Well, wait, I was trying to think this morning how we met. And I'm pretty sure that you slid into my DMs. I did. That's a thing. (laughs) I thought about that after we talked. I was like, I should probably think about how I met her. But that is how, that's how it happened. But I should feel like. I should give a disclaimer here in that we did have multiple mutual friends. So it wasn't a totally cold, cold call DM-ness. Yeah. And I should say, you really should have some line of connection before you slide into someone's DMs, either personally or professionally, because it does seem random. And there has to be some level of trust or a place where they can find the trust before you do that. And so that's good to say, give that disclaimer, because a lot of people hear about people sliding into people's DMs personally or professionally, and they're like, oh, I should do that. And there's an art to it. Definitely, you have to, your pitch needs to be right. But then you also need to have some degree of separation from that person to make it not seem weird. Did you pitch me because you could see I needed help? Don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I think you were on my list. I have a list that I view once a quarter of people that I just would love to work with uh, for whatever reason. If I think that they, what they're doing is great. If I think I could add value there. I see people who are a mess, like we could say that, but I'm not going to that's a lion's den. I ain't going over there. (laughs) I'm not not going over there. That may be too much. So no, it wasn't because you were a mess. I just thought I could add value. I saw 
a little bit of where I thought you were headed. And I just thought, oh, I could add value there. And so that's the other thing. Be careful about that. When you do personally or professionally sign into someone's DMs, make sure that you can add value and you're not just trying to add money to your pocket because someone may call you on, well, what can you do for me? What do you see that I'm doing wrong? That kind of thing. Well, and not to take like too much of a tangent on that, but it is worth noting that both members of my team came to me via email. So Caroline emailed me cold email. We also had someone in common. She was working for a friend of mine and she asked if I needed, you know, a virtual assistant. This was, you know, just a few months after I had launched the show originally. And she basically cold assistant emailed me a few times before I responded. And so Caroline started as an assistant and then now she you know, does a lot more work than that. So she, she has a different title. I've been calling her an operations manager because she does much more than just assistant work. But that's where we started. And then Colleen, my editor and secret stuff producer, she also came to me via email because I was complaining on Twitter. I was editing my own show. I was and had been for years. I edited my own show for a long time. And I was complaining about some editing stuff or I was kind of asking Twitter some questions she saw it. She replied on Twitter, but then she also took the initiative to email me separately and kind of give me some instructions based on these questions I was asking. And then she also in the email said like, hey, just so you know, I'm a podcast editor. We have some mutual friends, which we did. And, you know, I also ended up working with her and that has been an amazing relationship. So you're right that you can't just like cold email or DM anyone that you've ever (laughs) seen on the internet and like. But also, if you have a particular skill set and you feel like that you could add value to them, like it doesn't cost anybody to pitch it. Yeah. And and you could do it like Colleen did, right? So you're saying this thing, I'm going to tell you how to fix it. That's adding value. And then also tell you that I'm really good at this. I'm an expert at this. If you're ever looking for anybody, I'd love to talk to you. Same thing with me. When I pitched you in your DMs, I immediately took it off line, you know, off social media and said, Hey, I'd love it if you book a consultation, like continue, maintain the role of professionalism and tell them how to talk to you and how you do business, show them how you do business. Don't keep it on a platform. Well, I think though, when you came to me, I was like, I don't even know, like, what would I even use you for? Like, is business coaching a scam? That was my thought. Yes. That was your thought. That was your statement. And you were like, I think it's nice that you're here, but I don't know that. What what would I need? What would you do for me? What would you? So listen, as you're listening to this podcast, just know that that's why I keep saying you have to have value because someone will call you on that. Someone like Laura will say, I mean, what are you really going to help me with? Do I need that? So you have to know that when you're going to people, you have to say, oh, this is how I can help you. This is what I would be good at. And they still may be like Laura and go, well, I'm going to think about that because I don't know if that's what I need. Well, and I was in a really particular middle place, which I think a lot of people are in that I was not a beginner. I'd been doing this for a long time and I go to conferences or attend webinars or whatever. And constantly, I already know the information. So I am in this place of like, I'm already 
advanced and professional enough that I'm not going to get much out of that sounds bad. It's not that I'm not going to get much out of it. It's just that I I know a lot of what I'm doing. But the middle place is I don't feel like I make enough money to hire a business coach. This was my inner thoughts of like, I'm not so successful. You know, I haven't broken through this crazy ceiling that now I need a coach and all of this. Like I felt like I was just in this middle place. Too advanced and professional for a lot of the material that's out there but not quite advanced or professional enough for needing a coach. That's where I thought I was. And I think that's kind of a common place maybe for people to be. But what made me end up wanting to work with you was I was really struggling. And I've talked a little bit about this on the show about this season in 2021. After I had launched my first book, Share Your Stuff. Then we moved houses. I had a lot of personal stuff going on in my extended family, like a lot of really hard stuff was going on. That summer, I ended up having a lot of health issues. So I was just in it. I was having a lot of, (laughs) I was really having a lot of. Don't forget the pandemic. Well, and the pandemic, right. So this was like, you know, after we'd been in the pandemic for a year. So I was, I was just so discombobulated. And when I came out of the acute, hard part of that season, when I was like kind of coming up for air a little bit, I was looking around to be like, okay, like I'll hire all the people. I'll try all the things. I'll go to acupuncture. I'll hire a business coach. (laughs) What do do I need to do to not feel like this is sort of where I was when I don't know if it was the first time that I spoke with you, but when I finally decided to actually like take the plunge. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. So here's what happened from my perspective once we started working together. And I would love to hear it from your perspective. So this was fall of 2021. I was trying to come out of what I just described as a, a really difficult six months. And I think at one of our first or second meetings, uh, which are virtual, we know we meet over Zoom, I basically started bawling and was like, I want to quit my podcast. And I don't think I had said it to anyone else. Maybe I had tiptoed around it with my with my mastermind friends and had sort of floated it to them. <laughs> But I don't know that I had said it to anyone seriously until I was talking to you. And now looking back, it's clear that I felt like I was testing the water. Like if you as a professional was like, no, that's the only income stream you have, which was which was almost true. And, you know, if you had been like, no, then I would have had to really really reevaluate. Or if you had been like, well. Let's talk more about that. I don't know. How do you see that, those early meetings together of me? (laughs) I I think um, I did say what I often say, what I am known for saying, which is, huh, walk me through that. (laughs) I'm pretty known for saying walk me through that because I wanted to fully understand the why behind why you wanted to let that go. 
And also because one of the things that we had talked about prior was we have to really evaluate every decision because when you come out of a huge life thing, whether it be a pandemic or loss of job or something traumatic in your family, you shouldn't make other big decisions. And this shutting down this podcast was a big decision. And so for you to walk me through it, it I wanted like every pointing to you should do it not just I just came out of a pandemic and I'm going to keep mentioning that because to me where Laura lived the pandemic was just so vastly different from where I live and so I always felt that she went through a a different pandemic based on where you live I think it could be different for everyone Uh um so that was a huge deal And, but that's what I said. I said, okay, so walk me through that. And in that is one of my things where I will say, one of the ways that I think you've grown from coaching is standing firm in decisions. That's very hard for women. So my specialty is women, right? And women have a hard time standing firm in their decisions because they consider so much they consider the kids and the family and the, I mean, they could, women business owners consider the pets before they consider themselves. And so part of what I do is I want you to grow in considering self first and understanding that that's not selfish Mm -hmm. because you are a person and you should hold the key to your happiness in your pocket And you can't if you keep taking it out and handing it to your daughter as she goes to school. And then, oh, wait, I got to give it to my spouse or my partner. And so the main reason that after we walked through it, I was like, well, yeah, you should let it go, was because you had very good, firm reasons that spoke to the heart of you and where you were in that season. And one of the things that people have a hard time with is understanding seasons and that they change. And when it changes, you can come back. And when it changes, you may go a different direction and being okay with either one of those. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how we got to that decision. And we knew then it was the right decision. Yeah, we, I really did, even though it took a little bit talking through it, but I sort of knew on a gut level that I needed to. And, you know, I have three things that I say you have really helped me with the most. The three things are how to prioritize, how to plan, and how to make more money. So this part of deciding at the end of 2021 that I was going to put 10 things to tell you on on indefinite hiatus, because at the time I wasn't sure if it was a forever Closing oh, the yeah. show. I mean, I knew, I always knew I would return to podcasting. I really love podcasting, but I wasn't sure if I would return to this show or start a new project or whatever. But I knew in that moment with a book contract looming, you know, I had to write a second book. I had two people on my team that I've already mentioned, Colleen and Caroline, that I have to pay. And so taking away my income was gonna, was going to be a something yeah. to pay attention to. You know, was there was sort of a lot of moving parts. And why I say you helped me prioritize in this moment 
it's easy to point to closing of the show because that's what we ultimately decided. But what the actual sort of root of the problem was is that I came to you and I said, this is what is on my professional plate, let alone my personal plate, which we also talked about because that affects everything. But this is what I came to you and said, this is on my professional plate. At the time, it was a podcast, a looming book contract, a membership community that I had to keep up with content for, social media, a newsletter, these challenges that I host online. And when I came to you and I said, here's my like roughly six to eight buckets of things that I do for work. And they're all equally important. I do all of these things and I have to do all of them at the same level and at the same time. And you were like, well, no wonder you're exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You were like, not all of these things are equal. Not all of these things do we have to do right now. So let's sort of figure it out. And I remember when you were first sort of pushing me to prioritize, like, what's the most important it was really hard for me because I was like, no, they're all important. I was going to say, tell them what you said. No, they're all important. I can't do that, Rita. <laughs> yeah. And of the two that are probably like sort of objectively the most important, which were, which was my podcast as a, as an income stream and as a passion and as a skill that I have and the book contract, also a passion, an income stream, like all the things. Those are the two sort of most important. So deciding to put one on indefinite pause, like it was a big decision. And I'm just not sure if I hadn't had someone talking me through it, I either would have run myself into the ground, like in a truly concerning way, or I would have just quit everything. I would have been like, you know what I'm doing? I'm walking away from the internet. I'm stopping all of these things forever. Yeah. People do it all the time, right? So you you call it prioritizing. I do a thing where I tell people to look at their capacity. How much capacity do you have? It's called a plate exercise. You draw a circle on a piece of paper. You can divide it in half, personal or professional, or you can just put it all out in the plate. See if it's stuff coming out of the plate, if you have to turn it over on the back. And knowing what your capacity is. So is this a season you need to say no? Because you're over capacity. And that's what we did. Like we looked at everything that you had and then you're just giving them the professional, but we went through the personal too, because all of that was so important. You know, it was like, I can't miss this and this is happening and I want to be here. And so it was, so it, it was, it was a lot. And I ask that people, I say that you should look at your capacity at least once a quarter because things change, but that's how you know why you're feeling overwhelmed and what you should do about it. But you do need someone to look at you and go, it's not all a priority. It's not all a fire. It's not all number one. You know, we can put a one and a one A, that's it. And then we got to move stuff down. You know, you do need someone to help you walk through that because to your own, you know, everybody thinks that everything they have is so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you are that overwhelmed or that over capacity, which I was personally, you can't see you can't. anything else. And, and you're going to drop a ball because you're going to. And so you might as well choose which ball you're going to drop instead of just like, you know, really disappointing someone or, or, 
letting sort of disaster unfold, which I didn't want to do. And I could sort of see was like on the horizon. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and, yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. But it's funny you said that part about checking in with your capacity once a quarter, because the second thing that I would say you've really helped me with, and also my team would also agree, is that you have taught me how to plan. So this seems like basic professionalism 101. <laughs> but for me, who, before I hired Caroline and Colleen, I did this work completely alone for 10 years. For a full decade, I was the only person who created my content, promoted my content, decided on the schedule. Like, you know, I didn't have anyone else to consider. And so I was comfortable with doing things last minute, doing things spontaneously. If if an idea came up, I could just execute it pretty quickly because, again, I'm the only one I'm really considering. Yeah. And when I came to you and I still, you know, I had only had team members, people that I was paying, people that were there to help me. I'd only had them like not even, 
I guess, two years yet. So that it was still sort of relatively new. And part of the angst was I didn't ever have a plan. Like I just was just flying by the seat of my pants always. I'm very often doing the podcast episode for the next week, just a few days before it's going to air. I am, you know, making up a social media challenge and then doing it the next week. And that works sometimes until it doesn't, until you have people who are awaiting instruction for you from you before you have a busy life that just doesn't allow for that anymore. All of those things. And you, but I still was, I was still functioning that way when I started working with you and you made me sit down and like, look at the calendar. We did it in quarters. As like in this quarter, yeah. your focus is going to be, you can only do one big project a quarter basically. So what's it going to be? And then we'll fill in the spots. And I had, I know, I know this is going to sound basic to some people, but I really was not working like that. I was truly working like week to week. What are we going to do this week? (laughs) Yeah. So I think you think that it sounds basic to some people, but there are a lot of people who work that way. One, because they start off like you by yourself, right? Or they may have one person, an assistant, right? Who I would say is allowing them to continue to be bad like that, right? But it's natural because you, one of the things that I saw in a movie once, and so I say it to clients when they get like that, I'm like, because you live that, who's going to check me? Like, that's the lifestyle you live. Like, who's going to check me, boo? I'm going to do what I want to do, right? And so that's why you do that. But what you don't see internally if you could see your insides is it's making you crazy mentally it's it's causing the overwhelm that you feel and that's really what I try to prevent and to show you is that this is why you're overwhelmed because you're waiting to the last minute and then if any if you work week by week and anything comes in that it throws Mm -hmm. you off if something personal happens then it throws you off if somebody professionally needs you to do something different than what you have not really planned, but in your mind, it throws you off. And that's where the overwhelm comes in. So it's like, you're asking for perfection and you're like, no, I'm not, but you are because you're asking that everything stay the same until you do this one thing. And that's not real life. No, I have a sick kid right now at my house at this moment (laughs) and it has derailed my week. Like, I haven't been able to do the things that I needed to do before I I travel next week and whatever. It has really derailed my week. So clearly working with you hasn't made me perfect, but it has made me much more aware of the planning. The other piece of that that I do want to mention from a business perspective is I was just doing the things that I do because I've always done them, right? Like I wasn't really analyzing what worked and what didn't. And when you said to me, you know what really works for you are these social media challenges. Like I always get a bump in followers or a bump in email subscribers or a bump in listeners. It really goes to the heart of, of the mission, which my mission statement is that sharing ourselves will make us less lonely. And I really believe that so deeply. And so when you sort of pointed out to me from your own observation or from different things we were talking about, like what are some of these different difference makers, 
in my business when you pointed out that it really was the challenges, which at the time I was doing like once a year, mainly I was doing one day HH. And you were like, what if you did these once a quarter because it goes to your mission statement, because it grows your platform, because, because, and I was like, once a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But we did it. I mean, we brainstormed it. Like, here's what I could do in in the winter. Here's what I could do in the summer, whatever. And well, Retha, you were right. (laughs) I think that's amazing. The reason that I want people to know that you were like, what? (laughs) Is because people think that, I don't know if they think that the coaching relationship is perfect. And I come in and I say, do this. And people are like, that sounds great. I'll do it. And I'm always like, no, they say they, meaning almost every single client that I have says, no, I don't want to do that. Or their face says, no, they don't want to do it. Or their body language says no. Or they say yes during the session and they box me after and say, I thought about that. And I don't think that's a good idea at all, right? Because it is a little bit of stretching the person. You got to stretch them because if not, they're going to just keep doing what they've been doing, which newsflash wasn't really working all that great. That's why they hired me. So yeah. Well, and because you end up holding me accountable to it. So like if I say I'm going to do a project or do a social media challenge or launch journaling for grownups, which I've talked about for years and years and would not have done it at all, totally wouldn't have done it if I hadn't been meeting with you every week and you were like, where are we on journaling for grownups? <laughs> when it, this, we have this doing? on the calendar for January. So have you set up the thing? Have you- have- identified the platforms that we're going to use. You know, I sent you three. If you thought about those, if you checked those out, what about graphics? Do you know what you're going to do? What about your agenda? Yeah, that's part of the plan, right? And that's the other piece too that makes solopreneuring hard and why I'm a big proponent of people needing a coach is because you do get in your head a little bit like, that was a great idea. Now I screwed up and told my coach and now she's going to make me do it. But it's like, well, she's going to make you do it, but she's also going to like walk through it with you point by point. Let's do this, do this, do this. And and then the execution comes off way better because when you're by yourself, no coach, you're like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that one day. (laughs) One day I'll get that done. Right. And so it gets overwhelming because, you know, you're doing other things, but having a plan you can execute a whole lot better. Well, and that is the difference between a paid relationship, like let's just be candid, like I'm paying you, versus oh yeah, my mastermind, a friend, a friend. or like my mastermind, which we've talked about, who also hold me accountable in a certain way or also hear me have to analyze or, or talk through different parts of my business. They're very good at hearing that. But because the relationship dynamics are different, they're not going to push me to do it. Like if I'm like, yeah, I'm, I didn't do that. I'm not going to do it. They're they're not going to be like, why? (laughs) I mean, they're just going to be like, okay, you didn't do it. You will be like, why? What are, this is what we said we were going to do. Like, you're really holding me to my own plan and my own priority and like what I want for my business and not really letting me just like procrastinate it away or 
Yeah, because on your side, right, on your side, it's like you're wasting money by doing that. But then a good coach on the coach's side is like, hey, you know what's not going to happen? You're not going to ruin my reputation because you telling people you're going to do something and then canceling it at the last minute. And sometimes people think no one pays attention to that, but I think they do. I think people say now in this one, it was a semi-secret, so no one knew, but most of the time, I don't know, people do know some clients that I have and they'll go, oh, she's being coached by her. For instance, another client of mine, Sophie and Melanie, they tell everyone they're being coached by me. So they really got to do what I say because everybody's looking at the coach going, well, she must not be too good because they're still not consistent or they haven't grown any. And so for the coach, it's like for the client, it's about the money. You shouldn't waste it. But for the coach, it's reputation. And I want to continue to be the best. So, okay. Well, I didn't know that we were allowed to say that you coach Sophie and Melanie of the big boo cast. If anybody knows them, that is one of the friends that we had in common when Retha approached me. Because I love Sophie and Melanie. I've known them for years and years. And I could see that they have had substantial growth and that they're amazing at what they do. And so that was, you know, that mattered to me that they had been working with you. Yeah. You know, that was a testament for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think you have to, you do look at that. And all of this comes together to the third part of what working with you has brought me, which is I think what everybody wants when they work with a coach is that it has helped me make money. And even as I put my main income stream, this show, on hiatus for a year because I needed to personally, I really wanted to write this book well and and other things. In a big picture way, you helped me see, first of all, the things I could do to make up for that gap in the in 2022 when I was writing this book so that I could pay my team members so that I could have my business expenses and and not be underwater there you helped me shape all that with my membership community with affiliate stuff and, and then the other things that I cobbled together <laughs> to make my salary but then also you helped me see the bigger picture of I'm going to write this book it's going to come out that's going to yeah. lead to other opportunities and so if you can just make this work for a short time it will pay dividends. And it has. You know, I ended up launching a class, that Journaling for Grown Ups class exceeded my own financial goal for that and all of those things. So I think when people want to work with a business coach, that's one of the biggest reasons would be, right? Like I, I want to level up financially. And I did, but what I'm imp- what I think is important to say here is it wasn't like we had one month of meetings and then I like made six <laughs> figures the next month or whatever. It was, it's a, it's a longer game than that. Yeah. That brings me to my, so I had three ways that Laura have grown. So I, I gave you the first one, which was standing, standing firm in her decisions and why a lot of women don't do that. And then the second one was clarity in putting something down to pick something else up. So to in the show, and to say, okay, so great. We've made a decision that we're going to take the one source of money away. Good job, Ritha. Right? It wasn't up to me. We work together. So how can we figure out how to replace that income, but also not overwhelm me 
and not give me too much because remember, we're putting this down because I am so overwhelmed and I do have a second book that I want to write and want to give it my best. So that's really why working with someone is great because you need to be clear. And I really think that she, Laura, has gotten so much clarity in various areas of her life from planning and prioritizing. Those things help you to maintain clarity. And then the third way is the time. Everybody, we live in such an instant gratification society that everybody wants everything quick. And so to work with me, it's six months. And I always say in the consultation, because it takes you three months to listen to me. But what I don't say, because it will run people away, is that you really need to be with me for a year because it takes you three months to listen and then another three to trust that what I'm saying is going to work out because I don't say anything is going to work in a week. I don't say anything's going to work in a month. Laura already said that when we wrote out a plan, we do it quarterly. So it takes time. But I would tell you, if I had said to Laura, yes, yeah, so it's a year, she would have been like, and I'm out. We know in our heart that things don't happen fast, but when you're already overwhelmed, you think, I don't have a year. I don't, I don't have that time. So that's the other way that it, that she has grown because she signed up for six months, but she already said we've been together for a year and a half. So that's trust comes with it's that. It's so similar to therapy. Like in, first of all, in a lot of ways, it's similar to therapy in that I cry every session. <laughs> but no, it's similar to therapy in that when you start therapy, it, you're a little bit, you have all this trepidation around, it's expensive. Like every hour with your therapist or with your business coach is a lot of dollars. And so it takes you a minute to get out of your head to be like, if it's worth it or not. And you can, in both therapy and in working with the coach, like you can go several months before you can sort of relax about that. Like you can start to be like, I don't think this is working. I don't know if this is worth the time or effort or money. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Why does everybody talk about this? It really does take a lot of time until you really have like these light bulb moments, or even if you don't ever have light bulb moments, but if you, you have these progressions. Yeah. We're so used to things being like overnight. Like we we see all these clickbait yes. ads about like transform your business in one hour or whatever. Yes. yes. Make six figures in yeah. two days. And that's just not real. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's not real. Not long term. It's not real at all. It's not it's not real and it's not long lasting. And it's just amazing because we know that. But then when we meet with the therapist or when we meet with the business coach, we're in the second meeting going, is she, is today the day she gives the magic pill? Is that, is that, is that happening today? Cause I, I don't know if I can come yeah. back. Right. So it's just, it's about where you are. So you really do. You have to find a person that works well with you and understands you and so I try really hard to do that. What do you think people mostly come to you for? Like people who are listening that might be thinking like, I don't know if I need this or not. Like, I don't know if I'm a candidate for this. What do you think most people like want to come to a business coach for? Is it money? So 
a lot of people, so they're not going to say money to me. Like that's what they say to their mastermind or their partner, but they don't say money. Like I know that they want to make more money. I, in all the years that I've been doing this, I've only had one person come to me and say, I want to make six figures. And I was like, for what? Like, give me what you're going to do with that money. Because if you just want to make it just to make it, I'm not your person. But most people say, uh, they write on their intake form, they'll say systems and processes. And I translate that to mean you need discipline um, <laughs> because you're, you have to use the system. Um, so Hold they say on. That I'm a just going to stop you because now I'm back at the person who wanted to make six figures and why... Why are you not their person? Like, because that's not real. Because that's not real. I want to make six figures and you don't know why. Well, what's the why supposed to be? Is the why why. not? Because I want to be able to pay for my mortgage and my car and whatever. Oh, so say that. But that's not what people who come and say, I want to make six figures, that's not why they want to do it. They want to do it for, you know, flashy reasons or just to say that I made that. And, the reason I say that that's not real is because that's a move. You're moving the goalposts because in the eighties, no one said they wanted to make six figures. You know what I mean? So it's, that's a flashy thing now. And listen, newsflash, people are now saying seven figures. There are tons of people out there saying, I can help you make seven figures. And I always go, man, it's a lot of figures in six. So we just passed up 800,000. Like we we just yeah. zoom past that's that. That's a big we, gap. We, I want to make six figures too. I want to make seven <laughs> figures. Like that's quite the leap. It yeah. is. It is. If you're on Instagram saying, I can help you make seven figures, I'm calling BS out the gate. You it just you not on Instagram <laughs> saying that. Like you can't teach me that. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't believe that. Plus, we're... You you already make it six because four hundred thousand is a lot of money. You already make that that you now want to go to seven. Mm-mm, I don't believe it. Money is good. It helps us. Listen, I love a good handbag, and they are not cheap. So I'm not saying that money is not a good thing. I'm just saying that to me, money like your husband and your spouse can't be your why. Because we are a consuming society. So there'll always be something else that's more expensive than the next thing. So you'll never achieve what you want if you're chasing money. You just won't. So I don't, I don't, I can't help people who have that belief system because we got, because I would have other work to do in the, in the belief system category. But people come to me for, they say systems and processes. Stuck is another reason. A lot of people Mm. feel stuck um, in where they are and want to transition, but don't know how. Accountability is a big one. It's the who's going to check me kind of deal is that they know that if they had someone checking in with them, holding them accountable, they could get way a lot of things more accomplished. Some people don't know how to improve their decision-making skills, and a coach can help you with that, meaning you stay stuck here for far too long or you uh, really do aim for perfection and you don't move from there. And so that's hard. And getting clarity is another one. And a lot of people need clarity on where they are trying to go, but they keep getting stuck again on comfort. 
it's hard to move past what make what you're comfortable doing, even when you know mm-hmm. that you should. And so you need someone that'll push you further than you're willing to go. None of us, even me, and I have a coach, we're not willing to go further than our comfort will take us. You have a coach? I do. I believe in coaching. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) I didn't know that though. Yeah. I need accountability too. Listen, you know me in the business world, but personally, I just be like, I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm human too. I'll tell you, this is kind of funny. One time on the internet, I said, I had a rough day and I, half of this half, it's probably, I guess it was a half gallon of ice cream at Publix. They had this new flavor and it was so great. And I think I'm talking about the ice cream and people came in my DMs and said, it's so good to know that you eat your feelings. And it's so good to know that you, can you believe that? It's so good to know that you're a person. And I thought, I don't know what would make people think that I'm perfect because I don't aim for that at all. Maybe because I get dressed every day and I'm on the internet. I don't know, but. I know what it is. Yeah. It's because you schedule your Instagram posts. That makes me think you're perfect. Oh, yes. I think so? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep doing it, so I'm not going to stop doing that. <laughs> I feel like. I have to. People who schedule their Instagram posts, like, so that they're consistent. Yeah. I feel like they just have their life together. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. It's to be consistent. It's to give the value. I know, but listen, like, it's hard. (laughs) But it's so funny that you say that because that's the reason that I do it, right? Because I'm not perfect. Because if this morning was pretty good, but listen, if it wasn't a post already planned for Monday, it would have been shot. It was a whole bunch of foolishness happening over here. I had two teenagers. Like it's so much happening in this house on a daily. If I didn't get that out, they wouldn't give the value. They wouldn't, you wouldn't get the value. I know, but it really is like, it's like walking into your friend's closet and it's perfectly organized just randomly. You, she didn't even know you were coming by. That makes me feel like, yeah. Mm, are we really friends? Oh, she's yeah. got her life together. <laughs> she can't come Yes, to I'm now. like, oh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. that I could relate to this person. I mean, I will say... That having a weekly deadline for this show that I have to meet because I have advertisers that I'm in a contract with, like I can't, I can't fudge it in any way, has been an excellent discipline for me. Even if I am putting the show together, which some weeks I am, like the night before it has to go up, it has been a good discipline for me to have this assignment, if you will. It's not an assignment. It's People might call it a job, but. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I was just getting ready to say, because it's business, like you having the podcast, me being on Instagram every Monday through Friday, that is a part of my job, right? I think that's somewhere down the line. I think entrepreneurs forget that because there isn't a marketing team or there isn't this department, but 
if we wrote your job description, yes, you would have to get that to the next person in a timely fashion. Or, you know, for me, I am on Instagram Monday through Friday. It has to be planned because essentially it's how we bring in revenues. So it's a part of the job description. I know, but when you're freelance or you're the boss or whatever a person's situation is, you can very easily let certain things go. Now, I can't let putting the show out go because, again, contracts, income, expectations to an audience, you know, all, all the things that I can never let the show go unless there's actually emergency. But social media is quote unquote optional. Now, I understand that it's not actually optional. Without social media, it would be hard to grow the show. It would hard, be hard to have a listenership. Like it does right. sort of feed into each other, but I can easily let things like just do the main thing that I need to do and feel like I did it. And then everything else. And then everything yes. else over here is a mess. Don't look yes. in the corner. Don't look But that's there. why having someone reflect back to you. And so we meet twice a month. We meet every other week and having someone reflect back to you like, hey, you said that you needed to post on social in order to promote your show. You're trying to up your downloads and I, and then you'll check me out. You'll go look and you'll be like, you did not promote the show one time. And I'll be like, read the yeah. girl. Like, it's, so, it's so annoying that you looked. Yes. <laughs> that you checked. Kyle, yeah. Did you check. Were you not busy? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that accountability, right? So that's why if you listen to us go back and forth about why that's important, why I'm on Instagram, why it seems perfect, it's because someone somewhere is watching you and depending on you for that. You're getting someone through a season. They love what you do. They love your show and they want to hear it. So you got to be dependable. You have to be trustworthy. And as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, that's that's just the hard part is you got to be dependable. And a coach makes you be that because without it, we would, again, stay under the blanket of comfort. We would be most of the time in our feelings. I don't feel like doing that. I didn't feel like writing today. And it's like, no, you're a writer. Well, we got to write 500 words. We got to write, right? When she was writing this book, that was the funniest thing. I was like, okay, let's plan out how many words we need to do to meet this deadline. And she was like, are you kidding? Yeah, I hate it. I do not. (laughs) Well, I don't like to plan because a... For a long time, a benefit to being a freelancer, to being your own boss, to being a creative on the internet, like Uh, one of the benefits was that you could, yeah, that you could be like, you know what? I'm not going to do it this week. I'm just not. I'm going (laughs) to do something else that's more fun or whatever. And maybe that's detrimental to your business or maybe it's not because the online world moves so fast. So sort of having someone force my hand which was needed because again, I'm sorry, I keep bringing this part up, but having people that you pay, having a team, introducing that part into my business changes a lot of dynamics. It changes how you need to make money and how much and and uh, what timing. You know, I can't put all of my income into one basket. I can't 
think, well, I'll make it, I'll make up for it in the fourth quarter of the year or whatever, because what if I don't, and I have to pay these people weekly or whatever, you know? So like, as the business grows, I, you can't have the kind of freedom you had before you made any money, which I, and I went a long time. I'm also very candid about this online. I went a long time without making a single dollar. I'm able to do that because my family's not dependent on my income for our mortgage or whatever. And so that is a luxury that I've also been very candid about. But when things do level up or when you want to take them down a different path or or you get more professional or you get more opportunities or you just want that for yourself or your business, you just cannot do it alone. I couldn't have done the last few years no. without Caroline and Colleen. I couldn't have done them without you. I couldn't have done them without my mastermind. Like this is why I'm sharing all these different pieces of everyone that you see who seems like they're doing well is not doing it by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. A team is valuable. I believe that I'm a part of her team now, right? Because I am in my world, right? So getting an assistant is is valuable to you. Just like I say, on the personal side, we can't do life alone. You can only do business alone for one to three years. When you go from that three to five, that's when you should be in the VA world, in the assistant world, all of that. And then when you go from five to seven, that's when you should be making your VA more of a COO, an operations person, They should be able to handle more because they've known you for this long and you should have a coach because now Mm -hmm. things are different. You are for sure leveling up. The business is growing. And with that growth, you are growing. There's more about you and you're becoming clear on your path. And so you know the things you want to do. And so you need a team. You need people to help you execute those things. So I, I, I used to take it. a lot yeah. of pride back in the day that I did it all myself. And that wasn't completely misguided. I'm glad I know how to edit my show. I can do it on the fly. Colleen will tell you that sometimes oh, I have yeah. to because I'm running behind. So I'm glad I know how to do all of the pieces of my business or almost all of them myself. But what was misguided about me for all those years, being weirdly proud I didn't have a team, that I did it all myself, that... Every dollar I made came to me, but also I wasn't making very many dollars. So what was misguided about the idea was that I was stuck, right? Like, because you can literally only do so much when you're the only person. Like, there's just not enough hours in the day to to take a business to the next level, literally, with one person. And I just didn't see it that way for a long time because I felt like there was some kind of weird secret prize in doing it yourself. And there's yeah. not a secret prize in doing it yourself. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> Except yes. that you're tired yes. all the time. And you're probably not a good friend anymore or a good partner or a good mom. Why? Because you're tired. So when you're tired, you have a lot of brain fog. It makes you snappy. You're not enjoyable because you don't want to do anything enjoyable because you're tired. Like, it's yeah. just a cycle. And lastly, that I'll say about this, because I know people are going to wonder, both times, like Caroline came to me a year to year and a half before Colleen did, both times I had to make hires, 
I felt like at the time I could not afford that. Like I was like, I can't. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I cannot afford Such to pay someone. Like I'm barely making what I want to be making or, or you know, whatever. I'm paying myself. But I, I took a leap for a few different reasons. Circumstantially, I was really drowning. I needed the help, whatever, whatever. So I, and I started with both of them temporarily when we started working together. In both occasions, and then of course, then later when I started working with you, paying someone, even hiring them when I couldn't afford it, then I, I started making more money because they were doing things for the business yeah. that was helping it make money. So the easiest tangible example to give is with Colleen, which I really didn't think I could afford a podcast editor. And I also, it was a skill I could do myself. And so I really felt like that was frivolous, but I hired her when I was launching Share Your Stuff. And so I had a lot of extra content I needed help with. Well, once then I, I took her on to help me with other projects, she's the main producer of my membership community, which is an income stream for me that I hadn't, I wouldn't have started if she wasn't working for me because I didn't have time to edit that content. Yes. I started having bonus episodes, which, you know, bring in money, which I wouldn't have been able to do if I hadn't have had someone else take the editing hours off of my plate. So yes, it was a leap for me when I made these hires, but them taking some of the work allowed more work to be done, which generated more income. I feel like when I'm saying it out loud, yes. it's so simple. But when you are in it, you don't see it for yourself. You're like, I see that for other people, but for myself. And as the reason I got so excited and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that is because as a coach, I say it and I never think that people really get it because we say it in a technical way. Like it's the 80-20 rule. You should be focused on the 20%, which is the money making things. And your team should handle the 80. When you're in it, you see a hundred, you can't divide it up. Just like you, people can't prioritize. Everything seems important. But as you continue to walk and develop a team, you begin to trust them so you're, it's easier for you to hand things off or just sitting on our hands because we handed things off. We are now like, oh, I could be doing this. And then ideas come into our mind and we're like, oh, I wonder if we, because now there's a team, could try this. And it's just mm -hmm. way more doable. It, I mean, it just really is. And so that's so important to note is that that's another thing a team does. You think you're hiring a person to do this. And then they come on and you hand them that. And now you have so much more freedom to do these other things that will make you money because they aren't thinking money making like you are because right. you're the business right. owner. Okay. Well, this has been super fun to talk with you publicly. I loved it. Thank you for all yeah. your help in my own business in the last year and a half. And I just, I know that I, I couldn't have done, you know, I couldn't have launched a book. I couldn't have written the book. First of all, I couldn't have felt as confident in bringing the show back. You know, a lot of things we didn't touch on this very much, but another thing that has happened for me in working with you is some of the ego stuff that we get caught up in our head about, you know, like we just talk ourselves out of things or we feel insecure about things or we aren't sure yeah. if this, how this looks publicly or whatever, all these things that we get tangled up in our head about just talking some of these decisions through with you has what 
you said earlier, has made me stand more firm and like, no, this is the decision. This is the decision that I want. So that has been enormously helpful. Anyway, thank you for coming and sharing with the audience, like what this relationship looks like and why it can be beneficial. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's been great. I think that anytime I get to tell people why they should hire a coach, it's never, I'm also glad that you said this is not like an infomercial because neither one of us wanted to be like that, but it is helpful to, to take an inside look at how the people that you think are doing everything that they have help, that people are helping them. Because there are a lot of people who stay stuck for so long because they keep thinking, oh, I got it, I got it. So this is not an infomercial at all. I think it is great to get help and figure that out and ideas can come to you. And and it's a new perspective because you have somebody on your team that's like your person that you can call or box and say, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think about this? And meet with and run through ideas that are good meet or bad or, or not right now thing. So I loved it. Thanks for having me. Where can listeners find you if they want to just soak in more of your wisdom? So Instagram is my favorite. You've already heard her say she thinks I'm perfect because I'm there every day. So <laughs> I'm there Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, Monday through Friday. And um, you what's can, your handle? You have to say what's your handle. Is. At Retha Nicole. And Nicole has an H in it. N-I-C-H-E. Um, and you can, the link in my bio has more stuff about me and my website where you can book a consultation if you think that you want to coach. Um, but Instagram, I, I'm on every day. I talk to you every day. I give you a little something you should think about every day. So good. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. This is great. You've just listened to an episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. For show notes and links, go to 10thingstotellyou.com. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at 10thingstotellyou. And you can also join our free connection group on Facebook to discuss episodes and topics. For bonus content, ad-free episodes, and monthly Zoom gatherings with me, join my Secret Stuff Patreon community by going to 10thingstotellyou.com slash secret stuff. Thanks for listening.